0: How are you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, Doing awesome. Second time's a charm. I'm on my data now. Take two.
1: Okay. Take two.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) Rip the LTE. It's okay. It's okay. I had to get a really data-heavy plan when I got this phone, because it was an expensive phone, so I have like 20 gigabytes, so really it's just something I need to remember to turn on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it hurts to be so rich. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just drowning in data.
1: I love it. I
0: love it. All right. Okay. Are we going to hop in? Yeah, let's hop in with um your your concept that you were telling me about a few months ago that I thought was so interesting and wanted to talk about on the show. Oh,
1: right. Um, so I purchased a little book
0: a little while ago
1: um, called The Little Book of Huga. Um, spelled h-y-g-g-e it's a scandinavian word um but it's basically just the danish art of
0: being cozy and i think that is so cool i love that so what does like how what is to be cozy it's like that's such a good question (laughs) what aspects of your life should people be implementing coziness in
1: um, literally any and everywhere. I think it's so interesting how Danish people have literally found a way to incorporate coziness and happiness into just about any and every aspect of their lives. Um, but like, especially with friends and and with friend groups. Um, I have. Do I have it? Ah, yeah. So I have some points from the Hygge Manifesto.
0: Um, Ooh,
1: let's hear them. <laughs> let's bust them out. Um, yeah. So number one is atmosphere. Like turn down the lights, mm-hmm. make it a cozy time. Um, uh, like you know, uh, like golden hour obviously brings everyone so much joy. They basically yeah. implement that in every like aspect of their life. Like their lighting. That's so nice. I agree. Like all these sunset lamps that I keep seeing on my
0: TikTok, I'm like, man, I really oh, want one. I of those. Want one. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes I just, just live it up. People, you know, people who have those LED light strips. Oh yeah. I think about what effect that has on your brain to be constantly in that bright, <laughs> bright light. Like yeah, I can't think I that's agree. a very relaxing environment. Uh, yeah, I mean, who I might say agree with that? Not very yeah. a hoog of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly all right so number two is presence in the sense of just turn off your phone be present in the moment be present with with mm. the people that are there um, number three is pleasure like little pleasures like cookies cakes just things that make you happy
0: yeah um, I number think four is something oh sorry yeah. sorry nope something good. I've been working on in my own life is sometimes I will, it'll be my time to relax and I'll think, oh, I wish I could Mm -hmm. just relax more productively. Like, Uh, instead of watching (laughs) a comedy movie, I'll watch a documentary.
1: And I'm like,
0: stop it. Turn on something funny. But it is like an instinct to be like, how can I maximize every part of my life? I totally agree with that. It's...
1: I don't know how to fix it quite yet, but... (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, that's so important to, like, actually enjoy your downtime and to actually, like, implement me time and not just, like, you, like yeah. trying to be productive with your relaxation. just doesn't, doesn't work like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, number four in the manifesto was equality. So we over me um, and sharing mm. the airtime. So, like, when you're chatting with a group of friends, like – the conversation isn't just about you. The conversation is about, you know, those present stuff that you can all enjoy. And I think that's a really cool
0: concept. Hard pill to swallow for some people, but important.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, with some of the people that we know, maybe not uh-huh. the easiest
0: point mm-hmm. to follow. Uh, it's funny how you, who's one of the most conscientious people I know, has read this. <laughs> but some of the least conscientious people I know <laughs> have never read it and likely will never read it. I agree. I totally agree. We just
1: need to ship it out. Leave it on some doorsteps.
0: Yeah. Uh, Evangelical share um, the air enthusiasts. <laughs> like the Mormons, but with hygge. Um Exactly.
1: Yeah. So number five is gratitude. So take it all in and enjoy what you have. Just being grateful yeah. for the moment. Um, number six is harmony. So there's no need to compete. There's no need to brag. We are all harmonious. Mm, no, that's good. I agree. Yeah. So tying that tying that into number four, um, number seven is obviously comfort. Get comfy. It's all about relaxing.
0: Yes. Um, very
1: important. Yeah. Number eight, which I wouldn't have thought of, um, it's called truce. So like, no drama. Save the politics for another day. Like when you're having mm. a huga
0: moment, it's it's strictly right. calm, you know? Yes, that's important. No, Me no the time in the place. <laughs>
1: yeah. Although I do think that you and I bond over hating certain aspects of politics.
0: So. Yeah. But there oh, yeah. are like, okay, I'm just trying to imagine other people who don't have a friend who has the same views on everything. It's hard for yeah. us to imagine because yeah. we're like the same brain and two bodies yeah literally the but same like people. yeah sometimes I with other friends I'm like oh god pick your battles like <laughs> I <can't. laughs> oh I know
1: I totally agree um so number nine kind of ties into that number nine is togetherness so you're mm-hmm. trying to share moments you know you're trying to build memories oh very cute <laughs> yeah and the number 10 is shelter so this is your family this is a safe space this is some this is a moment and, and a time and an atmosphere that should make you feel comfortable
0: yeah that's important and i think just to expand on what i would say about that is like yeah family doesn't have to mean your family of origin like oh, I people totally with like tense relationships with their family of origin like yep. family is a very loose term and when you become an adult you kind yeah. of pick who your family is
1: i completely agree yeah
0: um yeah it's it's
1: so cool how as you grow up you can you know build your your friend group and and those who stick
0: around truly
1: do become your family I think that's yeah. an awesome concept
0: it's like um when I got my apartment whatever obviously it was COVID so I couldn't do this but I would like picture like oh like in the future I'm gonna like host Thanksgiving yeah and then I get to invite who I want to have at my Thanksgiving oh my god that's so and, cool like, and those people are like the upper tier of like friends who become family.
1: I, yeah. Oh, but that's such a
0: fuzzy thought. That's such a huga thought. Yeah. That
1: would be amazing.
0: That's kind of how I see you and I. Because, yeah. like, one, we have that like comfort that I would associate with family. Yeah. And then two, like, there is kind of like an unconditional element where, Absolutely. like, I know no matter what happens in our lives, like, I'm always going to be close with you.
1: I I completely agree. Like even if we don't talk for years at a time, I will always yeah. always always be there for you no matter
0: what you need.
1: Yeah. And I know that you do the same for me and that's honestly so
0: comforting. Yeah. That's very tender. And I think <laughs> yeah. just to That's the closest go to back... family I've ever felt. Like Stop. Don't make me cry <laughs> 5 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Not um... now. Hold back those tears. <laughs> Yeah, in the wise words of that dance mom's teacher, save your tears for the pillow. (laughs) Evie Lee Miller scares the shit out of me. She is, like, I don't know. I feel like she could solve any world conflict just because, like, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, she'll scare them. I completely agree. Oh, my God. Like, Kim Jong-un would listen to her. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) She knows what's up.
1: Oh my god, he'd just make him do a couple pirouettes and be like, okay, you're my bitch now.
0: Literally. (laughs) Bippity boppity boo. Maddie face. Um, (laughs) Yeah, speaking of TV shows. I never...
1: Oh oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, what other TV shows do we
0: feel that we've bonded over? Apart from sex education, of course. (laughs) Yeah, uh, sex education, um, I mean, obviously... The Office. We yeah, have an yes. Office-Named podcast, <laughs> and we point. have yet to talk about The Office on our Office-Named podcast, which Honestly, we are yeah, getting to later that. in the episode. Yep. I was thinking about that the other day. I think we've the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Some very tender moment, like a tender moment in The Office that I think about a lot mm-hmm. is when Jim gave up on Athlete to be closer yeah. to Pam, to work on his relationship with Pam. I and agree. I think that yeah. is influential because a lot of times people think if this relationship doesn't fit into my life, mm-hmm. then I don't want it. But yeah relationships are a good goal. Like they to- are absolutely it's okay to prioritize your relationship over other things.
1: Mm. Yeah. Like there's agree. a
0: very job centric focus in our society that I think is doesn't have to be your values, yeah, yeah. Plus, so I, oh, sorry, yeah. that's something I think about a lot,
1: yeah. And the fact that Pam also, you know, set up and facilitated the selling of their house to, yeah. you know, st- start to uproot and to start to allow Jim and them and their family to follow his dream, like, yeah. you know. Yes, it's going to be work, but it's always give and
0: take. And I think that's really important. Yeah, and compromise. Yes, exactly. They wanted the best for each other and their family. And I think that's like, it's a good model to have in a relationship. Yeah, I totally
1: agree. Like, compromise, it it will be necessary in any and every relationship, friendship, you know, you name it. But the most important thing I find is just if you truly want to make your partner, your friend, your family member happy, that's like, that's the number one thing. Yeah. Like that above all else will drive you to have a healthy relationship and to make sure that you're taking care of them and they're taking care of you. And I think that's super important.
0: Yeah. And to communicate that with them, like, you know, that part where um, Pam and Jim I forget who they go to for advice, but they're both, mm-hmm. like, talking the other person's ear off. Yeah. And then they go into the counseling, and then they just, like, hash it all out. Yeah. And it's like, you do just have to sometimes hash it all out with your partner.
1: hmm And
0: then just realize, you know what? It's not worth it to, like, always be so set in your way. Sometimes you yeah. do just have to compromise for now. And then at a later date, you know, you yeah. get what you want, give and take.
1: Exactly. And I think some people are very focused on the the quantity of good moments with their partner. Like yeah. they're they're so focused on, oh, we have to be perfect. We like we have to feel amazing. If this relationship doesn't make me feel a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, then it's not worth it. And and I don't think that's always true. And um one of our favorite men, Matthias J. Barker. Um, yes. I remember him talking about um, like human beings. It's in our nature to question things. It's in our nature because it keeps us safe. You know, when we mm-hmm. were going down a certain route in the forest, like if we feel that we are in danger, we should take another route. That's that's just nature. So in a relationship, it's perfectly normal to question things. It's perfectly normal to have you know, maybe bad or awkward or trying times, but it's, it's whether or not you want your partner to be happy, no matter what, that I feel sort of drives the, you know, drives the wheel of the, the relationship.
0: Yeah, there's um, a relationship research institute called the Gottman Institute. Yes, yeah, they I did a it. study. Where it's like, basically, the magic ratio, according to them, is five positive interactions for every one negative interaction, Hmm. which it seems low, but it has been shown that, like, as long as you have five more, uh, four more positive moments for a negative moment, Mm -hmm. your relationship has what it takes to go the distance. Yeah. And so it's important To like go back to that concept of gratitude to Mm -hmm. when you're in a negative moment to think back to your five positive moments of that time and think, yeah, this is why I'm going to do this hard thing to get these five positive things in the future.
1: Exactly. And that's something I've actually started doing with my partner. Um, I find that, you know, when we have that one bad moment, it feels like the world is crashing down. It it feels like the be all end all. And I tend to forget the other five good things that happen. So I've actually started writing them down so I don't forget them. That's smart. Thank you. So, yeah. So when when Ben does something that just warms my heart and, and sort of reminds me, like, this this is why I'm with him, I write it down. And every time I'm having one of those trying moments and I'm questioning things, I just read over them. And I, I think, you know what? this This is why it's worth it.
0: I have... Well, we're not really friends anymore, but I had a friend mm-hmm. where her and her boyfriend, every Friday, they do a check-in, and Ooh. it would be three things that they liked in the relationship that week and one thing they want to work on the next week. Oh, that's cool. And at that time, I thought, wow, what a extremely structured way of having a relationship. But yeah. now I think that's actually pretty positive
1: because like, yeah. you
0: want to be getting that feedback, not only like the good lovey stuff, but like mm. – here's how you can annoy me less. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. you do
0: have to communicate those things because your partner, unfortunately, can't read your mind. Yeah. And that's I've learned like I've that had the to learn. way. Yep. <laughs> me too. Yeah. It's like, why not? Try harder. Yeah. Um, but I totally no, agree. they can't. Yep. Okay. I have a really fun fact this week. And
1: I am so excited for it. Hit me.
0: Okay. So <laughs> René Descartes, Famous okay. philosopher. Oh, okay. um so I have read some of his philosophy, but I saw in the appendix of one of the of one of his books mm-hmm. he had a daughter who died oh, okay. at age seven. Oh. And like any rational man, he processed his grief by creating an automaton of her and sleeping it in a casket next to his bed for the next ten years of his life. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that's commitment. That is an insane level of cognitive dissonance.
1: Oh my god. Like, okay. No can you
0: imagine?
1: The dissociation that has to be involved.
0: And then it's so funny to me that he's like one of the like prominent philosophers yeah. that like people and I'm like this man is not mentally well.
1: <laughs> like he is mentally unstable. <laughs>
0: Just because you're mentally unstable doesn't mean you can't be one of the greatest philosophers of <laughs> world history. And I stand by that. Oh my god, I love it. That's that's wild. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of great philosophers of world history, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the transition. Husband, father, number one Toby Flenderson hater.
1: <laughs> yeah, so on to our second topic of the day. Why does Michael hate Toby so much?
0: Okay, so I have found a website that has 10 fan theories. But before oh. we go into those, oh do gosh. you have your own theory? Or do you want to just go into these and see which one sparks joy? I do have a couple that I found on Reddit. Um, but I feel okay, like let's you... hear them.
1: I mean, my, my top one, the one that I feel resonates the most, is that, um, like, Obviously, Michael's parents divorced when he was young, and so people think that he's channeling his anger and feelings of abandonment towards Toby, because Toby divorced from his wife. Right. Kind of a projection so, thing. Yeah. So people think that's why he, you know, is so attached to Sasha, Toby's daughter. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's but I...
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. But yeah, I am super okay. interested
0: to hear yours. Okay, so that one we started off pretty deep. So oh, the okay, next one. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. This one's a little. Is that so? In the first episode, when mm-hmm. Michael comes, he's like, "This is all my kingdom, far as the eye can see." Except yeah. Toby holds power over Michael because he's from corporate. He's from HR. Yeah. So. Toby kind of is an obstruction of Michael's absolute power over Dunder Mifflin's grin. Mm. Okay, yeah. Sort of. I don't know about that one, because I don't see Michael as being particularly power-thirsty. I don't either, yeah. He was really averse to taking down Prince Paper, which, like, if he were, Mm -hmm. like, a business typhoon, he would have loved that. So, I don't know. That one? yeah. It's something to think about, but it's not quite right. I could see it if,
1: um, like, if Michael saw Toby as an obstruction um, of, like, his ability to make the office like him. Because, obviously, Michael, you know, wants to be liked. You know, he had this whole spiel, like, I don't need to be liked. I just have to be liked. Right. um, yeah, so I think, obviously, Michael wants to do everything he can to make The Office like him and see him as this really cool boss that he is. Um, but Toby sort of steps in the way of that, so. For sure. So, so I the next, that, but yeah.
0: The next one is kind of in your same theme-ish. Okay. Where it's Michael is afraid he'll become Toby. Because he mm. wants to get married, he wants to have kids, and Toby is kind of like divorced has this kid that he's divorced from the other parent so he like sees toby as like a human embodiment of like his worst nightmare which is being just like a single adult man with not a lot going on yeah
1: that's yeah i can see that so i think that's a good one Uh, yeah i would tend to agree with you
0: um okay so then the next one is management just really hates hr which is basically yeah. talking about Michael wants to do all this fun stuff, Toby, is, Toby represents says no. the rules, which is yeah. a buzzkill. Kind of the natural yeah. yin and yang of The Office.
1: Oh, true. So, yeah, 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 of course.
0: Okay, so um, a few of them are just weird, so I'm, I'm not going to oh. go into them. But the last okay. one is kind of interesting, and I'm going to okay. read the whole thing which is toby's ex-wife is michael's ex-girlfriend michael never went to college but toby attended penn state university near scranton michael Mm -hmm. who was born and lived in scranton had a good chance of having a girlfriend around that area what could have happened is she cheated on michael with toby this is why toby is so tolerant of michael's insult and aggressive behavior he even tries to help Michael on several occasions. Toby knows he did something terrible, but is not comfortable bringing the topic up as well. Ooh. And when he tries to talk about personal stuff, Michael overreacts because he remembers the old days when he yeah. was happy with his girlfriend.
1: Oh! That's
0: interesting. That's a theory and a half. Oh my I god. I Not a whole lot of evidence, but it would... I've always it wondered could make why sense, Toby yeah. just lay down and took it. Like, Toby yeah. never fought back. Yeah. So that's kind wow. of interesting. Yeah.
1: That's, oh my gosh. I had never thought about that. I had always thought that it was, like, a projection of his parents. Like, maybe he sees that Toby squandered his marriage and, and left his kid. And then Michael is mad at him for that, you know, knowing that Michael wants to have a wife and wants to have kids. But yeah, that's, that's
0: a thing. Yeah, the idea of them having a past interaction before Dunder Mifflin is kind mm-hmm. of, because I had thought about how, because um, like a lot of the jokes are about how Toby is divorced. Yeah. But it would <laughs> add another layer to those jokes if the person Toby was divorced from mm-hmm. might go also dated.
1: Yeah. Wow. That would
0: add like a double resentment layer. Yeah. Oh my gosh! When yeah. and
1: I watch The Office tonight, I'll have to keep that in my seat. <laughs> Oh
0: my god! Yeah, see what you think. Yeah. Oh, that's so okay. Wild. So, do you want to end off with? We can each say which character from The Office we think the other person is more like. Oh my gosh! Okay. And I okay. think you're yeah. like Holly. Oh my god! I was and I've say said. You're like Holly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Because you're just so nice.
1: Oh my god! And I... Like,
0: I... Oh. don't make me. Every try. time I've watched The Office, um, that one part where um, Michael and Holly are getting um dinner to talk about Meredith. Yeah. And Holly's like, "Yeah, I understand where you're coming from." It just so it gives me such Emma vibes because, like, she's being so diplomatic. Yeah. But, like, she's still, like, sticking to her guns. And, like, that's, like, how I... That's how I conceptualize you. Oh,
1: my God! I... I, Yeah, I was really gonna say, I think you're like Holly because she kind of came out of nowhere. Like, was not expected. But then she just turned the whole series around. Like, she absolutely was the sunshine in Michael's eye. Like, was such... A wonderful presence, like literally, did not have a negative bone in her body, and was strictly there to help and and make everyone feel comfortable and heard, and and that's how we see you.
0: That's so sweet.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we both said Holly. We're <laughs> literally the same person.
0: We see each other. <laughs> okay, we see each other. Well, I I think that's a perfect place to land. I completely agree. I will see you next week.
1: Yeah, I will see you then. Have a good day. Bye.
0: Bye.